Hey, what's good, people? It's your boy, Linz West here from LZ7, and you've clocked on to the Only Hope podcast. Um, I know you could be anywhere else in the world and you could be listening to anyone else, so I do genuinely really appreciate you clicking onto this and having a listen. We've been talking to some amazing guests the last couple of weeks. We've had Saints, which is the new band with Light Music. We've had Dan Eduardo from Brightline and the Message Trust. And we've come to a, a point in time, like a, a point in the diary, that is quite an important... Um, I guess a point, an important, memorable time for us guys as as churchy, as as kind of people that have have got a faith in Jesus. And Easter time comes around each year, and it's one of those moments where I just thought, actually, do you know what? For this one, I'll, I'll just chat and I'll just have a, little, a few words with you. We've been talking about um three words that mean a lot to people, and I'm going to kind of delve into that a little bit more in a little bit. But I'm actually recording right now with Berger in the studio in the back end of his garden. Um, I'm actually recording on April Fool's Day. And if if you don't have April Fool's Day, it's a kind of day that every day of the year, on the 1st of April, you can do any kind of practical joke to anyone up until midday. And then once midday passes, you can, you know, you can change it, you can tell them and you can you can have a little, little bit of a laugh. Now, some people take this super, super seriously. Some people will stitch their their family and their friends right up. I have grown up doing practical jokes my whole life. I absolutely love them. I woke up this morning and Jack reminded me that it was April Fool's Day and I thought, oh, do you know what? I'll put something up on Facebook. So I put one up about my, my toe being broken and Jack had opened the door and smashed my toe. And you go on my comments, a lot of people believe me and a lot of people have kind of gone, no, 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 what's going on? What's going on? My toe's at right angles and sticking out and stuff. And other people have just gone, nah, April Fool's, April Fool's. And obviously it was an April Fool's. But I love practical jokes. I At the moment, I watch Woody and Kleine on YouTube with Jack um, I love Impractical Jokers. When I was younger, I used to watch Jackass because I used to love it, that slapstick kind of humour. But here's the thing. When when you give out practical jokes, when you do practical jokes, you've got to be able to take them back. Like you, You've got to be able to, to be on the receiving end of, of taking a practical joke back. And this reminded me of a time when someone utterly stitched me royally up, or actually stitched LZ7 up, stitched Lewis Reed up, stitched Lily Joe up, stitched us all up. And it was a really good joke. And I really wish I'd done it to them first, but I hadn't thought of it. And But this was just, it was brilliant. So we're, we're good friends with a, with a band over in Germany called Good Weather Forecast. And these boys, they're a laugh. They're good fun. Um, we we kind of work with them on light music for a little bit just to get them off the floor and get them going. And and um, and came, we go on tour with them over in Germany. And their tours are called Shine. And they come on tour with us and our tours are called Illuminate. So if you've had an Illuminate tour, you might have seen Good Weather Forecast in the past. So this one year, we fly all the way out to Germany. We get there and our bags are late and the, the instruments haven't turned up. And every now and then the airlines get it wrong. And it just means that there's a little bit more stress on you getting the show ready. And good weather forecasts have been in schools. So they've been doing all the German schools in, um, in a certain town. And we turned up to this nightclub and it was packed. There must have been 1,200 young people in there. It was rammed. And if you've seen Germans when they party, they absolutely love a good party. So we're up on up on the uh, in the green room, uh, sat backstage, kind of listening to what was going on. And they had a first band go out, and the first band were absolutely amazing, and they rocked the place. And I was like, "Oh, this is going to be great! Like we're going to follow this, and then we can open up for good weather forecast, and they're going to close out, and they're going to tell people a message of hope. This is going to be wicked, right?" So my mate Flo, who's the lead singer of Good Weather Forecast. I'm stood on the side of stage, and we're just about to go on. So the other band have just finished, and we're just about to take the stage. And he gets up. 
and he mumbles a load of stuff in German that I don't understand. And he's like, give it up for LZ7. And the place goes, and we go out on a stage and I'm like, yo, this is going to be sick. I'm going to enjoy this gig. It's going to be good fun. We started the track and a drop cut happens on the intro. And if you know the LZ7 set, if you've ever been to see us before, or if you haven't, let me just explain it. I, I, I love stitching all the songs together, a little bit like a DJ set, so that they go song, 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 little bit of a break, song, 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 little bit of a break, so that we have a bit of a vibe and a bit of a party, and it allows people to hear a lot of the stuff, but very quickly. So our first sort of bit is about four songs long, right? Four, four kind of like um, songs stitched together. And I get up on the first song, and the first drop happens, and the whole place just normally erupts. CO2 cannons and boo, and literally I'm like and, I, and I'm jumping about like a madman and I'm looking at the audience and the audience are dead still hands in their pockets stood by their side uh, by their side staring at me like I've got six heads now I'm looking at him going come on come on bounce bounce and I'm turning around and looking at Lily Joe and Lewis and I'm going what's going on what is going on? And I turn back and I'm smiling and I'm like, come on, come on. And I turn around and look at them and I'm like, I don't understand what's going on. And they are just zoned out, staring at us as if we've just landed from Mars. And I'm losing my mind on the inside. But on the outside, I'm showing everything's fine and everything's cool. But inside, everything inside is like a bulldog chewing a wasp. Like I'm like, why are they not getting it? Why is, why, why is, it, why is this bombing so hard? We get to the end of the of the um, of the four song sort of melody, and we get to the next song, and within three seconds the whole place just goes boom, and it lit, and it went from zero to hero in about a second. And I'm like, what in the world just happened there? I'm looking at Lewis, and, I'm, and Lewis is is just, he's just like he said it, he came off the stage afterwards. He said a, a part of me died in that in that set. Like this, that was the worst moment of my life. I got so infuriated in, in elevator that I went to the back of the stage. And I'm pointing at the elevator words and I'm just about to do one of them big old leaps off the stage. And I go to leg it forward and I miss foot, miss put my foot and I slipped and I fell off the back of the stage on a riser that's about 10, 12 foot up in the air. And I dropped, bang, straight onto some scaffold planks, gave myself a dead leg and I came running round and I go back up on the stage and I can see at the side all of the Good Weather Forecast boys and their crew and all the the guys from Shine, laughing their heads off and everybody's out to watch. And I'm there going, I'm dying up here. Why are you laughing? It's ain't funny. Anyway, we get to the end. Of, like I said, we get to the end of the four song stint and we do the next song and the whole place goes bananas. So I'm like, I don't understand this. Something, something's gone wrong here. What, what was that all about? And I come off the stage and we're sweating and I've got to go and get ready for the preach because I'm going to preach in, um, in Good Weather Set. And Flo comes up and he goes, aha, I'm not even going to try a German accent. But he goes, ah, good joke, yeah? And I went, what's a good joke? And he said, good joke. Yeah, it's a funny joke. I said, what's a funny joke? And I'm, I'm seething on the inside. And he says, uh, before you go on, we tell the audience not to dance for the first LZ7 song. And my face hits the floor. And I'm like, you told them what? He said, we told them not to dance for the first, for, for the first song. And I went, our first song is 16 minutes long. It's one song. No one moved. He goes, yes, yes, funny joke. And I was like, that's not funny. Inside, I'm absolutely dying. On the outside, Lily Jo looks at me and she goes, if you'd thought of that joke, Linz, yeah, that's the funniest thing I think I've ever seen at a live show. If you'd thought of that joke, you'd have, you'd have thought you were a genius. And I'm there just going, you know what, Lily Jo, you're absolutely right. 
it is the hardest thing to suck eggs when someone else pulls a joke on you, but it's the easiest thing to give it out. And the thing was, I came off the stage and I said to to Berger here, and I was like, Berger, just go and do something to do something to Flo's vocoder. So he goes up and he retunes Flo's vocoder. So when Flo hits his first note, Flo just goes out of tune. And to us, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <clears throat> Flo comes off the stage and I said, good joke, yeah? And he goes, no, not good joke. And I was like, aha, we have to give it out. We have to be able to take it. That's my example of a really, really funny practical joke. Like that really fully got me. This morning I stitched up Lucy and um, I put a sign on the back of the car that said, uh, beep and honk, it's the first day of the month, April Fool's. So she's driving down the motorway and all the cars are going, eh, eh, and she's driving along going, why's everybody beeping at me and being so friendly? She thinks everyone's just lovely and friendly and they're actually beeping at her because it's an April Fool's. Those kind of things are funny, right? But let me tell you about something that's not an April Fool's. Something that is um, the most amazing bit of news you'll ever hear in your life, but it's not fake. It's something that's absolutely real. And April Fool's this year has fell a couple of days before Easter. And I'm recording this on April Fool's Day, but I wanted to talk about those three little words. And uh, those three little words that that mean loads to me in um, in Easter is, are these. And it, it comes in threes. I feel like there's, there's a set of threes that we're going to talk about in just a second. And it's a set of three words that, that means the absolute business to us as someone that's churchy, as someone that's understanding that Good Friday's coming along and Easter Sunday, why do we have Easter eggs? Why is there a cross? Why is there all this kind of stuff? I'm going to kind of open that up just a little bit. But if you go a week before Easter, so last Sunday, last Sunday is called Palm Sunday. And a lot of people hold up little palm crosses. And, and a lot, I, I, as a kid, I never really understood it. I was like, why have we got a palm cross? Like, what's all that about? And it represents the time that Jesus turned up to Jerusalem and he knew what he was going to Jerusalem for. He was going to, he came in on a donkey and everybody was celebrating. Now, I remember when the Euros were on in 2016 and I went to France and I was going to go and see England versus Russia. And I remember sitting on the beach with a mate of mine who's a pastor from a church and we're sitting there and we managed to get ourselves tickets for the England-Russia game. And we, we turn up and the whole of Marseille in the south of France is having a massive pre-game party. Like everybody, there's, there's like, um, there's family shows, there's stadium shows, there's um, fan zones, there's bars that are open on the street. Everybody's in England kits and Russia kits. And it's a really good party, like celebrating stuff that actually hasn't happened yet. So we're, we're anticipating that the game's going to be amazing. We're anticipating that, well, I'm anticipating that England's going to win and Obviously, we didn't. But anyway, I'm anticipating it. I'm celebrating it. I'm at the fan zone watching the games. We're watching old school footage and like, yeah, come on, England. It's like the pre-game show before the, the main event. Well, Palm Sunday was that. So everybody, when they celebrated Jesus, they were like, yo, this, this guy is who he said he was. Like, he's coming in on a donkey and the most humble dude on the planet rides in on a donkey instead of a chariot. My gosh, this guy is who he said he was. They were kind of like having a pre-game celebration about what was going to happen the following weekend. And what happened the following weekend is that on Good Friday, when Jesus went to the cross, everybody thought the game had finished. Everybody thought the game was over. And I don't know what you what you think feel like when when your team loses. Like I, I'm I'm gutted when England loses, especially if it's a Euro Cup or a World Cup. But when you when when the team goes down, it's like this sinking feeling of like, oh no, it's over. But here's the thing: Jesus died on the cross on the Friday night on Good Friday. That's why we celebrate Good Friday. On the way there, everybody that was celebrating him before had turned their back on him 
and were spitting on him and giving him a hard time and telling him he wasn't who he said he was, that they, the, he, he, he was a worthless, he was a nobody. And they said he should die for this, right? So he went to the cross. But when he got to the cross, he said these words. He said, look, Lord Jesus, God, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. But he also said these three words, and these three words mean the world to me. He says, it is finished. Just before Jesus died, he said those three words because Jesus knew what he was going to the cross for. You see, those three words, things come in threes. If you look in the Bible, there's a story about a dude called Jonah. And uh, Jonah was um, uh, told by God to go to a certain city. And he, and he went, no, 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 I've not, I'm not, I'm, I'm got, got the guts for that. And he, and he starts running in the, in the other direction. And God says, no, 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 you need to go to Nineveh, this, this city. And Jonah's going, no, 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 I'm too scared, I'm too scared. So he legs it off. Anyway, he ends up in this storm. In the storm, he, he realises it's my fault we're in this storm. So they chuck him over the edge of the boat and guess what happens? He gets swallowed up by a massive fish. He sat in that fish in the belly of the whale, covered in fish guts at the lowest point of his life, covered in it all. And then he realises and he looks up and he says, oh God, you know what? What have I done here? The th on the third day, three days later, the fish spits him out on the, sea on the seashore and he ends up going right back to where God had told him to go to in the first place. You see, it happens in threes. You see, on, on Good Friday, when Jesus died, he went, to the, he went to the cross. He said, it is finished. But he meant it's finished as in the stuff in our lives that separate us from God. He was talking about the stuff that, that gets in the way, that, that's, that, that's like a blur, like a cloud. And that's that word sin. And it sounds like a bit of an old school word, but it basically means stuff that we mess up with, stuff that we do wrong. Jesus went to the cross for that. So when he said, it is finished, what he meant was, I'm taking a punishment for that. I'm going to soak that all up so that whatever's been said, done, done to you, whatever you've done in your life, when I died on the cross, it is finished, right? Just before he went to the cross, he, he, he got whipped 39 lashes with, a, with a, a, a leather whip that had bits of bone and stone in it and flint. And, and he took 39 lashes that went right through his flesh. And I, I sometimes use this analogy that he took those cuts on his skin so that you never have to cut. So whatever's been said to you on the outside and whatever impact it has on the inside of you right now, a lot of young people come up to us in LZ7 shows and schools and they're like, yo, I hurt so much on the inside. I have to express it on the outside. And, and I like to think of Jesus going to the cross and before he went, he got those whips, he got those slashes across his back so that you don't have to cut because it is finished. But here's why I think this is one of the best set of threes I've ever heard is that on the Friday Jesus died, but on a Sunday, he came back. And when he came back, he fully beat death. That third day, raising up, coming back from the tomb, he absolutely kicked dirt in Satan's face by saying, literally, it's finished. you got no hold on my people anymore. you got no hold on my life. You see, whenever someone puts their belief in Jesus, puts their faith in Jesus, you're, you're taking this word hope, believing in, believing in something that's good that's going to happen around the corner. Something good is going to happen. And you couple it with faith. And faith is in the Bible, like it says, is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. Well, if you're sure that, that there's a hope, but you, you can't really see it, it's putting your faith in understanding that Jesus was who he said he was. And on the third day, he rose again and he beat death because it's finished. So I don't know, I don't know where you are at the moment. I don't know whether you feel like, oh, I've been given a bit of a fake one here. I've been, I've been, I've been thrown a curveball. Like I'm having a really tough time and maybe you feel like you're, you're caught in an April Fool's. Like is someone having a laugh with me at the moment. Everything seems to be going wrong. I just wanted to leave you with this message on this only hope when we talk about those three words is 
On Good Friday, 2,000 years ago, Jesus said, it is finished. And wherever you are right now, the way that you can finish that is to put your hope and put your faith in him. When Jesus died on the cross, he died so that you can have life, so that you can have that line in the sand moment and start again. Because when you put your faith in him, you understand that he wiped the slate clean. When he died, he said, it's finished. Your past is done. It's finished. Your future's yet to come. You see, when he rose again, he then said, well, I've just proved it as well. And I'm coming back to life to show you that whoever believes in me will not die, but will have eternal life. And that's a verse called John 3.16 in the Bible. Now, some of you out there might be thinking, yeah, I mean, that's really good for you, Linz, but I've had the most shocking meal on the planet. And let me just uh, enlighten you guys. It's It's been shocking for everybody. It's been shocking for us. It's been shocking for people out there who are, have lost loved ones, who are battling corona, battling the the the, um, the kind of effects of corona, losing jobs, losing uh, stuff that's going on. We've lost pretty much everything that we've done as LZ7 physically, and we've had to reinvent the game and do it again. But here's what I believe is that when you hold on hope and you couple it with faith, you've truly become a game changer. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, when you put him in the driving seat, it really is finished. So I'm simply going to pray. This comes out on Good Friday. So this is kind of like a Good Friday. Three words that I'm holding on to is it is finished. And if you want to pray with me, I'm simply going to count to three and just say, look, let's put Jesus in the driving seat. Sorry for wrong things I've done. Thank you that you went to the cross. I say yes to you right now. Thank you that I'm not caught in some weird April Fool's. Thank you that I can start again because of what you did and I put my faith in you. And if you want to pray that when I get to three, just simply say yes, wherever you are. It could be out loud or it could just be in your heart. You could be sat on the toilet. You could be driving a car. That rhymed. That's good. Anyway, let's count. I'm going to count. One, Jesus died on the cross so that you can have life. Number two, he rose again and he beat death and he did it because it's, it's finished in your life. And number three, if you want to put Jesus in the driving seat of your life, just say yes right now. Real simple. So if you said yes, I simply want you to pray with me. Real simply, just at this Easter time, this is the most important moment in history, really, because all of our dates date from Jesus being born and everything is based around that calendar. And it's just, it's amazing that we get to do this. So let's pray together. You can pray it wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. I say yes to you right now. I'm sorry for the wrong things that I've done. I thank you that you died on the cross for those wrong things. I thank you that you beat death and you rose again. I put my hope in you. I put my faith in you and I trust you. Thank you that you have a good plan for my life. Come and live in my heart. Thank you. I have a hope and a future and a destiny. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, that's the best decision you've ever made. If you prayed that prayer, remember those three words. It is finished. But also go and have a look at www.theaapass.com. It's our little online discipleship resource that's going to help you go through your first steps of faith. At Easter time, that's the best decision you guys could have ever made. To put Jesus in the driving seat changes your life. It changes it for good because sometimes we have to drop some of the bad. But it also changes it for good because we know that we've got someone with us for the journey. And also he started again when he said it is finished. You guys are amazing. Thank you for being with us. That's the Only Hope podcast. Please tell someone if you prayed that prayer. Please go on the AAAPass.com. Log on, email us, DM us, tell me on Instagram. Let me know what's been going on with your life. I'd love to stay in contact because we're with you for the journey. Peace out and happy Easter.
Fire, fire, fire.